You are listening to the Circulab podcast. For 20 minutes, one expert from the Circulab community shares a focus about regenerative economy and how to make it real in your company and industry. We are Circulab, a strategic consulting agency and circular design studio powered by an international community of experts covering the five continents. To design for regeneration, you can already download our tools in Creative Commons on circulab.com. Hello, everyone. Um, today, I'm with uh, Rebecca Narevsky, who has been certified consultant for four years now, and she's based in, in Paris. Rebecca, thanks a lot for being here uh, today. Thank you, Justine, for inviting me. Um, and, uh, and we are here today to speak about you, but um, above all about your experience and expertise in uh, the beauty and cosmetics uh, industry. So before going uh, more into details, could you introduce yourself and uh, who are you and what is your experience? Sure. Hi, everyone. So as Justine was saying, my name is Rebecca Narevsky. And uh, what can I say about myself? I'm a nature lover, animals lover, um, human lover. Uh, my company is now nearly 25 years old. I've been um, doing market research, specialized in cosmetics and beauty, as well as fashion, but also food issues uh, on a national and international um, level for many, many years. And I really love to observe the changes and the motivations of people um, in the way they envisage life, their consumption, and really their way of living. And as a nature lover and human lover, that's the reason why four years ago I really um, jumped on the opportunity to become a circular consultant because I was feeling that we had to do something for biodiversity and to um, um, improve the life cycle of products and brands. Okay, so, so speaking about uh, life cycle of products uh, and brands, could you uh, give us some uh, key information about the current context of uh, the beauty and cosmetics industry? Uh, on an economical or, or environmental level? Uh, sure. I think that uh, cosmetics are really experiencing a, sh a shift now because of the loss of the biodiversity, the huge issues um, relating to bees and bees' life, the life of soils, also a growing demand of natural components uh, for environmental reasons, but also for health reasons, as what happened in the uh, food industry. I think that the, um, the, the, the cosmetics field is really living something very special and that um, there is an actual shift once again in the, the demands and also um, the requirements um, for the brands and the teams. Um, we, in, in the past, um, there used to be beliefs of a better efficacy of chemical formulas, relying on science and technology. Uh, it was in the 90s and beginning of the century 
Um, and there were a disregard and contempt for brands and products with a, a focus on, on natural features. But now it's the other way around. And, um, and it's really great because this industry really relies on natural components. And if these components um, are less and less available and of a lesser quality, then all the brands and, and the whole industry will have problems. There's a, a resilience problem. And uh, do the, so you, you, you are th uh, speaking about a, a shift. Mm -hmm. uh, do the company uh, in the industry are seizing uh, the challenge and the opportunity? Uh, do you, yeah, like do you, do you feel uh, there are some actions being uh, lead or not? I would say yes and no. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yes, as um, I'm working a lot on the initiatives and scrutinizing all the initiatives. And um, I see that a lot of brands are really involved and we don't know a lot about it. They are very discreet and very humble, but a lot of brands and major brands are doing a lot in all um, the sectors, not only the luxury market, but also uh, the mass market um, brands as well as the, the pharmacist brands. But I would say also, no, not <laughs> enough, because uh, there are so many issues from the raw materials, the life of soils, um, the bees, the worms, till the end of life of the products. There are a lot of issues concerning plastic, as well as in other industries, but... Um, in the cosmetic fields, um, there are a lot of plastic packagings, a lot of glass packaging. So we face other um, problems in terms of scarcity of resources and environmental problems, issues because of the plastic. So there is a lot to do uh, in terms of sustainability, ethical dimensions, um, human dimensions, environmental dimensions, and uh, a lot to do in terms of eco-conception of the packaging, but also of all the furniture used to promote um, the, the, the products, the end products. Uh, and so what uh, would be the mindset, but also the, the solutions for the industry Uh, to implement, uh, like do they have to work on the business models, do they have to work, you spoke about eco-conception, so do they have to work on the product in itself, mm -hmm. uh, what are for you the, the, let's say, the loops of the circular economy for this specific industry, but also the mindset to apply? I would say that um, there are many issues on the business models, on the intention of the brands and companies because they can't focus on everything, but they really have to keep in mind that this industry has um, a lot of systemic impacts, maybe more than other industries. I would say that um, cosmetics and fashion both have major systemic, systemic impacts. So I would say that the business models have to be taken care of, um, 
and the, the whole life cycle, really from the soil to the end product and the, the end of life. And um, I think that a lot can be done with the end customers because the end customers are really partners in this issue. The way they use their products um, and the way they 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 use um, the, the the packaging if they refill them or not if they are prompt to refill them and there's a major education to do with the customers I think there there's a partnership to establish with all the stakeholders including the customers who are really demanding for more sustainable ethical uh, vegetal formulas and um, sustainable packagings. Maybe I forgot one of the, of your questions. <laughs> uh, no, well, no, you answered part of it. Uh, the question was, uh, what are for you the, the circular economy loops or principles and the mindset uh, to adopt uh, within this industry? Um, I would say that the the the... the I was talking about intention, and in fact, I link this to uh, the mindset. We're in the fields of beauty, and um, beauty has to be the guideline of the whole process and the whole mindset. Um, taking care of beauty is taking care of the planet, is taking care of the soils, is taking care of the extraction processes that do not exhaust the plants but preserve the quality and properties and um, with the aims of beauty in the end. So I would say that this is the, the, the major mindset to adopt in this industry and to cooperate with nature, cooperate with all the organisms in nature and uh, cooperate with the human beings um, taking care of the process and, and uh, using the products. And uh, why do you think uh, for the uh, last years and, and since uh, the industry has been uh, developing itself, why do you think uh, companies but also different organizations haven't uh, taken into consideration uh, these different issues so far? Why do we face uh, these issues about waste, about uh, the loss of biodiversity? Maybe there are some uh, threats, maybe there are some barriers they have faced too and they haven't um, answered to. So yeah. why are we here today? Um, I, I guess there are many reasons. Um, I think that it seems complicated. It seems impossible to do. It seems a huge amount to, of things to do, and that's and that's true. But it's not as difficult as it seems it is. So I think this is a, a, a drawback from uh, the companies because it really looks a, an awesome job to do. And um, and I think that we can help them realize it's not as difficult as they imagine it can be uh, because we have guides, me meaning the Circulab Network. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
Um, also, I think that for many years now, um, every action of each brand is scrutinized and criticized. And it's very difficult for the brands to um, work on these issues and communicate on these issues um, without fearing that it's going to be considered as greenwashing. I think that's, that's also a drawback. But working on, on the business models, working in a holistic way as we do in the um, in in the circular network, the circular network. Sorry, um, makes it easier, um, and that's maybe a, a message we should um, promote. Um, the reduction of negative impacts is already a great job, but. Uh, creating positive impacts as the way we promote a circular economy um, is also uh, a major concern and uh, something that is possible because this industry is working on soils, this industry is working on uh, plants and trees and thanks to permaculture, thanks to um, um, a biodynamic process, it's possible to create a regenerative ecosystem. So it's really an opportunity for the brands um, to make the most for biodiversity, animals, economy, and, and uh, the populations working in this industry. And so you speak about uh, regeneration, you speak about uh, permaculture uh, and, and so on. Uh, what uh, are the best or, or the one you prefer uh, alternatives, projects, uh, initiatives uh, among uh, the industry on, on circular economy? I guess there are a lot. Just for um, to, to have a recent example, I'm just coming back from Germany where I had the opportunity to visit the uh, Vereda uh, gardens. And those gardens are one of the three sources for the um, raw um, plants they use for the products. And this is an oasis of biodiversity because all the gardens are um, regenerated and, and well, um, uh, worked upon, I, I can't find the, the proper name, in uh, a biodynamic way, which means the soils are alive, which means it's um, um, a place where you can find bees and birds and animals and there's an actual cooperation between all the species um, living there. And the human beings are really one of the components of um, this environment. The cooperation is mutual. 
you know, between the animals, between the, the soils, the worms, the insects, the birds, the bees, and the, the, and the people. And I think that is um, something which is quite interesting because the, um, um, the, the plants are really close to um, the place where the plants are being transformed. And this creates uh, a kind of a mini loop in the area where the economy is virtuous and where the whole territory benefits from this ecosystem. That is one of the most uh, recent examples I have. There are also projects in Africa that are really uh, fantastic because Clohan, for instance, uh, sustains the uh, the program which is called the, the Great uh, Green Wall, I guess, uh, fighting um, the desert with um, with trees and um, everything as in the Clohan Gardens is um, um, harvested by hand in the respect of the ecosystem and the population. So once again, we have an example of something that demultiplies the benefits and that creates a, a regenerative ecosystem. Okay, wonderful. And uh, we are going to conclude. Maybe before uh, the conclusion, you may have one um, specific advice for the people working in this industry. It could be one uh, advice about the first step they need to do. It could be one advice about one book they should read. Uh, one, yeah, one something you want to communicate to them. I would, I would advise them to uh, take a deep breath, <laughs> <laughs> stay calm, and work with us to just first of all see all what we've, they've done for the moment, because all companies have done something, mm. and on this basis it's possible to work upon their current business model, um, what they would like to have in the future, you know, their dream as a company, as people working on the company, and um, identify where they should and where they can act um, in the short term, in the long run, in order to um, um, improve their value chain. And I think it's quite easy to do, just staying calm and working <laughs> together and being in a very uh, positive mindset um, and, uh, and kind mindset. Because I think that in this industry, it's also an industry, an industry where you have to take care and um, that's also my mindset, taking care of the people I'm working with. And I, I, I'm, I know that we can, you know, work in a circular economy, in, in, a, in a more sustainable um, way of working in a very kind and soft and smooth and very effective way. Okay, perfect. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And I just want to add something, if I can. Yeah. I would like to tell them to dare, not to be shy and to dare, because the market is expecting them. 
Mm-mm. And not only the market and the end customers, but also the people working in the companies. And so it's also a means to regenerate their own companies and the pleasure of the people working in the companies and their enthusiasm when they arrive in the morning. So I would I would like to tell them, don't hesitate. Cool. So take a breath, don't hesitate, and uh, and uh, start to to act. <laughs> right with with us. With us, it's better because we <laughs> we can do efficient things with in a in a very collective and um, um, you know jubilation and and pleasure and and in um, enthusiasm. Um, it's really what I really love is that each time we moderate a, a workshop, we see people, um, you know, having sparkles in their eyes because they, they really quickly understand they can find viable solutions and uh, that they can implement easily. So thank you, Justine. <laughs> thank you very much, Rebecca. And uh, well, speak to you very soon. I hope so. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. To take action in the regenerative economy, visit our website to find our books, services and trainings on circulab.com.